Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, Friday, September 18th. A pretty interesting Thursday night in sports. I actually played around a golf with some buddies right before the games, late Thursday afternoon. Um, first round I played in a while. Second round I played during the quarantine. And then I get home, I shower, and I sink my teeth into these games, and I'm like, damn it, the Celtics are in some trouble. And, oh my gosh, Joe Burrow's already better better than Baker Mayfield. Oh my gosh, Joe Burrow is already better than Baker Mayfield. Those are my big two takeaways. But first, a couple housekeeping uh, items. Number one, great interview coming up later in the podcast with Bucky Brooks. You guys probably know him if you've ever watched NFL Network, if you've ever watched FS1. I don't know if he's been on ESPN, but he's a former NFL player, really uh, smart, analytical mind, and uh, helps me dig into week two in the NFL. So that's later in the podcast. And number two, I um, lost the best bet again. Cleveland Browns came up short, giving up a backdoor touchdown. Listen, this is on me, okay? Three straight losses in a row for the best bet. I, uh, You know, it happens. We will get to the best bet later. I've got some good stuff 
uh, on the best bet at the end of the podcast for the weekend. And finally, the third item here is we have our third winner for the $100 iTunes comment giveaway. Oh, yeah, we're just giving away money. Rob G loves it. We're just handing out $100 bills. I Venmoed one winner who we announced on Thursday's podcast. The other winner has not identified himself yet. We're still waiting for you, buddy. Um, And uh, Rob G, take it away. Our third winner for wittiest, coolest, best comment on the iTunes $100 giveaway is... J.U. And here's what his comment was. Five-star review, as always, to get uh, in the running for the $100. Here's what he said. Coming from a sports pod connoisseur, here is my ranking. Straight fire. Three and out with John Middlecoff, friend of the show. The Herd with Colin Gowherd, also a friend of the show. And The Rant. I don't know what that one is. but I'm, What is The Rant? I don't know, but I'm sure it's good. Okay. J-Mac and Rob G are gangster. The most accurate sports takes and predictions out there currently. But can we get Rob G some more mic time, though? <laughs> now I know why you picked this car. <laughs> Hashtag gets me through LA traffic. Oh, and to the one-star reviews below... Fuck off, mate. Ooh. Hashtag haters gonna hate. Oh, wow. Well, I gotta say, with the bad words, Rob G, it's funny. A dad was driving his kid to school and uh, was listening to the podcast, and he said, uh, boy, Mr. McIntyre says a lot of bad words. I didn't realize that, Rob G. We do have some dads taking their kids to school. I didn't know kids were still going to school during the pandemic, but thank you, Rob G, for finding this guy, J.U., now, let me guess. Is this your neighbor who you wanted to slide $100 to? <laughs> it is not. I'm, let me tell you, I did uh, text a few of my family members and said, hey, this guy's giving away 100 bucks like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, I don't know how often. Um, there have been some requests for more frequently than I could afford. My wife's still not aware of it. Um, but, uh, you know, she's going to have to be cool with that because this is what people do on podcasts. They give stuff away. Uh, all right, on to Thursday Night Football. Listen, Bengals 30. Very plucky effort from the Bengals, okay? Joe Burrow comes in the back door, storms in the back door in the final 30 seconds. Browns score 35 and win it, but I think the big picture takeaway here is easy. You cannot come away from this game and say, yeah, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield than Joe Burrow. You just can't do that. Joe Burrow, a rookie in his second start, okay? Remember, I've given you the numbers. The last 15 seasons rookies in weeks one through eight, that means early in the season, obviously, on Thursday night football were one and five with one touchdown and 10 interceptions. Bottom line is it's tough to throw a rookie on short rest into the NFL, okay? Usually they're on bad teams. The Bengals are not a great team. Obviously, they're 0-2. They're going to be drafting in the top 10, maybe the top five. But Joe Burrow comes out, takes a Beating. I can't wait till later in the day the pro football focus numbers come out. It felt to me like Joe Burrow got hit at least a dozen times, maybe more. He took 61 pass attempts, obviously a lot. They were in comeback mode the, almost the entire second half. Burrow, 316 yards, three TDs. He did get sacked three times, and I do have to give him a shout out. He hit up my man Tyler Boyd for the uh, backdoor touchdown. I do have Tyler Boyd on my fantasy team. Hashtag, I know you don't care about my fantasy team. Um, But I I appreciate Burrow for that. I just got to say, Baker Mayfield made a rookie interception late in the game that anybody who had the Browns, like myself, is angry about. He just misread uh, Jackson coming off defending nobody on what was a beautiful play design. It looked great. Baker thought he had it, and then when he released it, you could see the replays. He's like, oh, he turns around to go try to make the tackle, and whap, he got jacked up. It was a uh, brutal, 
brutal turnover for Baker Mayfield. And I'm sorry, guys. You could see Stefanski, okay? He, after that, I don't know that they ran, I don't know that they ran a pass play after that interception by Baker. It was all sorts of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Chubb went for a buck 24, Kareem Hunt. I mean, can you imagine trying to tackle Nick Chubb all game and then Kareem Hunt comes in to slam the door? 10 carries, 86 yards. They ran for 215 yards. They passed for 219 yards. I think going forward, this is what the Browns are going to have to do. They're going to have to become a run-first team because, A, I don't think they can trust Baker Mayfield, and, B, this defense is leaking oil. I mean, goodness gracious, Bengals, 31st downs, 353 total yards. Now, they did run 88 plays, and a lot of it was in the comeback mode. But if the Bengals had a clue in the red zone where they were 2-4, for four, they they might have had a chance to win this game. Obviously, the Browns were a machine, 7.5 7. yards per play. But I come away from this game like, this is what you expect from Baker Mayfield. Okay, these kind of numbers, this kind of accuracy, this kind of toughness. I, I was impressed with Joe Burrow, not that impressed with Baker Mayfield. Burrow, by the way, first rookie since 1950 with 60 passes in a game and zero interceptions. Just uh, impressive stuff. I mean, he's a tough kid. He was the number one pick. His offensive line is a joke. And uh, by the way, Baker uh, Mayfield, besides the interception and just like there was a fourth fourth and goal, they basically ran four plays from the one and could not deliver. Baker, I don't know why, threw like a 30-yard pass, just such a far pass from the one-yard line to the other side of the field to Odell Beckham that never had a chance. And meanwhile, on the other side, Joe Burrow, Five for five on fourth down. Now, again, they were in comeback mode, desperation time. Brown's in prevent defense, but I lost the bet. Um, Baker Mayfield didn't look good. Joe Burrow did. That's the big picture takeaway. Um, Quickly over to the NBA. We have Lakers Nuggets tonight. I do not have a bet on the game. I am off the Lakers in game one just for one reason. They dropped game one against Portland, and they dropped game one against Houston. Frank Vogel and LeBron almost seem to be feeling the opponent out early, see what they're doing, monitor the tendencies, and then they come back and hammer them. <laughs> they won four straight against Portland, four straight against Houston. However, the one thought that gets me thinking Lakers can blow them out here is the last time the Nuggets went seven against the Jazz, they came out in game one, looked exhausted, and the Clippers ran them out of the building, beat them by 23 points. If that's the case, and the come down off knocking the Clippers out of the playoffs is going to be significant, I can see the Lakers winning this game. And that's why I predict I'm going on record with a sweep for the Lakers. I do have the number here. I did bet it today. Lakers in a sweep, plus 260. And this is the other reason I really like the Lakers in this series. Well, two more, okay? Nikola Jokic murdered absolutely murdered the Clippers. They had nobody to guard him. Zubaz was the guy. He's a little slow. He's young. And then Montrez Harrell had no chance. Jokic, 24-13-6. He was dominant in the series. His numbers against the Lakers this year, just totally pedestrian. He absolutely can't get untracked. Four meetings, 16 points, five rebounds, five assists. The Lakers have three big bodies to throw at him. JaVale McGee is a cagey veteran, good shot blocker. He'll get you rebounds because he knows he's only playing like 15 minutes. He's hustling. Dwight Howard can be an animal. Now, he's probably fired up to play because he didn't get on the court barely at all except for garbage time against the Rockets. 
And of course, Anthony Davis. So Jokic's numbers were not good against the Lakers. Their other guy is Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray in the four wins against the Clippers went nuts. 28 points, 50% shooting, 50% from three-point land. 50%. But in the three losses, 14 points a game, 34% shooting, 20, I'm sorry, 33% from deep. If you can contain Jamal Murray, and the Lakers did this with Damian Lillard, the Lakers did this with James Harden, you can easily win this series. And I'm telling you guys, I think this is a Lakers sweep. Put me down. I already bet it. Plus 260, Lakers to sweep. On to Celtics heat, which was a shocking result. Okay? This game was a stunner for a couple reasons. Number one, Bam Adebayo is emerging as one of these guys in the league who's like, who is this guy? There's a lot of people who don't watch the heat who did not see him this year. Um, Bam Adebayo, 21-10. and 10. He's like automatic in close. And remember, the bigs are kind of useless now, but he's a great passing big. So they play him in the high post, and they're getting backdoor layups. They're getting open threes. I'm stunned. Duncan Robinson hits six three-pointers, and Goran Dragic, who, by the way, is a free agent after this year. There's some chatter that somebody's going to overpay him because he is just a clutch performer. He had 25. And the big story here for the Celtics After the game, Marcus Smart, the heart and soul of that team, went in the locker room. You know, the media goes outside the locker room. They can't go in the locker room. And the media reports are Marcus Smart was screaming and F-bombing teammates, arguing. Apparently, stuff was thrown. I don't know if that's, like, at someone or just against a wall in anger. But the Celtics have now collapsed in the second half twice. And that is shocking given how impressive they were against the Raptors and, of course, against the Sixers. Heat are now up 2-0, and I got to be honest, Rob G, I don't see a path to victory for the Celtics in this series. I don't think Gordon Hayward's going to play. There is some talk that he could be back for Game 3. It looks bleak for the Celtics right now. Yeah, I would agree. And um, it's unfortunate because I thought that with no Lakers-Clippers in the Western Finals, the NBA needed a sexy matchup in the finals. And Lakers-Celtics would have been the next best option. Just not looking good for uh, the guys in Boston. Here's how you know Brad Stevens is desperate. He played Enos Cantor. He had to dust off Enos Cantor before putting him in the game. The guy never plays anymore. And, and like, he wanted to change things up, and it worked. 11 minutes, he had 9 points, a plus 7. One of the few Celtics with a plus, plus minus for the game. Tatum was not great, but how does Jason Tatum take fewer shots? And maybe this is what triggered the anger. Jason Tatum played the most minutes on the team, 42. And he took fewer shots, 12, than Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker. Now, Jason Tatum did get to the foul line a lot, but he is your money player. He cannot be guarded by anybody on Miami, not even Jimmy Buckets. I don't know what Brad Stevens is going to do, but he's got to get in the lab, and he's got to deliver quick. All right, coming up next, we have a fantastic interview with a really good guy, Bucky Brooks. Um, You guys know I like coaching youth sports. I coach my son. I coach my daughter. Soccer, basketball, and... um, Bucky Brooks coaches high school sports, and we would talk about this at FS1. He would do the shows. I would do the shows. We'd talk in between. And, like, just talking to him was illuminating. He's a really sharp guy. I think you'll like this interview. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a good guy. He knows football. He played in the league. And he's the one who put me on to Pat Mahomes, Jordan Love, a bunch of guys before they blew up, Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, former former pro. Bucky, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good, Jason. What's going on? I'm, I'm enjoying life. You know, having a podcast is fun. As you know, you have your own podcast. You and Daniel Jeremiah chopping it up. Uh, Bucky, I do want to say, before we get to the games in week two, um, you know, I would see you at FS1, and we would talk, and I realized you started coaching uh, high school sports. And, you know, I coach Little League out here, youth sports for my kids. Tell me what it's like coaching high school sports right now, especially during a pandemic. Uh, it's tough during a pandemic, right? Because you're on a body clock. Like you, your body kind of knows when the season should be upon us. And so it has been tough because I haven't seen my team since March in terms of physically being in their presence. We've had Zoom calls and Zoom meetings, and we work out three days a week on Zoom. We have another meeting on Tuesday nights where we just kind of do leadership stuff or whatever. But 
you miss your guys. And for most coaches, I would say, like, look, man, everybody loves the game. You love the X and O's and you love the competition. But I just miss being around the kids and kind of seeing them and sharing and, and doing all those other things. And so, look, man, January can't get here soon enough, so we will get the opportunity to play. But, yeah, it's been different. It's not like anything that I've ever experienced, um, not only as a, as a person but as a, as a coach. Like, the pandemic has just kind of put a pause on everything yeah. in your normal existence. So you're out here in L.A., and I know they've basically shut down everything. You can't do anything. But So you guys are prevented from meeting at, like, a park and spacing out and doing any, like, anything? Yeah, now their private coaches have been able to get with guys because that's been the big thing. Like if you're a private trainer, you're a skills development coach, like they continue to go on and do things and work with their players. But as an official coach, we're, we're forbidden from being able to get around our, our kids in that capacity. And I understand it because the one thing I, I will say, like we don't know what we don't know. Like we just don't know the, the long-term effects of the pandemic. And so as overzealous as we can be as coaches want to be around our kids we also don't know who is carrying what and who's been around certain people and stuff like that and so I think it's probably better to err on the side of caution uh, just make sure everyone is straight before you're able to get back together all right so let's get to week two in the NFL uh, I want to start with a team you I believe picked the Patriots <laughs> to get to the Super Bowl Bucky uh, oh they yeah look good they look good in the opener it was against the Dolphins, who are not very good in my book. Um, the Patriots traveled to Seattle, Sunday Night Football. Great game. Uh, you're going to have probably Lakers Nuggets on the small TV and uh, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton on the big TV. You know, Seattle's favored by four here. I, I don't know. I just I think there's a little bit of uh, overratedness from what I saw from the Patriots in week one. Like, you can't run Cam Newton 15 times a game. That's just not Why can't you? Why Come can't on, you? He's 31. But what's, the, what's that? That's how he plays. Jason, this is how he's always played. If you go back and look at the tape, this is how he played at Auburn when he played at his best at Carolina. When he was Twenty-two. This is, this is how, so. Why are we worrying about his age? Like you have, you can't take that in consideration. Like this style, the style that we saw the Patriots use with him, this is the best for his game. If his game falls apart, then look, his career is going to end anyway because he's not going to transform and become. Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be a guy that matures and evolves like a Drew Brees. Like the Cam Newton that we saw, that's the Cam Newton that has to play until the wheels fall off. And so if his career ends at 35 or whatever, then so be it. But I think to get the best out of Cam, you have to let him be the physical quarterback that we saw last Sunday. So it seems like the Patriots strategy will be let's run, 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 control the clock. Nobody can pass on us, but we haven't seen them have to play from behind yet. And we know Russell Wilson, I don't know if this was a one-off, but he came out just gunslinging uh, all over. Maybe that was because of the Falcons' pass defense is a joke. But um, I don't know. What happens if they have to come from behind? Do you do you trust Cam in this spot? you think they got a chance? I mean, I trust him, but I, I think here's the thing. I think for the Patriots and for most teams, most teams have to play a certain way to win games. I think the Patriots, even if you look back at the end of the Tom Brady era, it was about ball control on offense and allowing their defense and special teams to create opportunities. I don't think it has really changed much with Cam Newton being there. They want to run the football. They want to dictate the terms. They want to let their defense set them up for short fields. And they want to win the game in the fourth quarter. And I think the thing with Cam that's so intriguing for Belichick is when you look at the teams that emerged last year in the AFC, sure, the Kansas City Chiefs are kind of the unicorn because they're explosive, they're dynamic. But the other teams – Baltimore, Tennessee, they're physical, run-oriented, 
teams. And I think to win long-term, you have to be a physical squad. I think Bill Belichick is very comfortable playing the way that we saw them play on Sunday. Uh, only one pass completion over 20 yards to some tight end who I'm not that familiar with. Um, I, who, who you got in this one, Seattle? Or, I mean, they're favored by four uh, against the Patriots. Any any just thoughts on a, on a lean here or pick? You know, it's tough because normally I would go with Seattle because I really like Seattle, particularly when they play at home. But you don't have the 12s. Yeah. The 12s are not in the building. This is a this is a practice. And normally I'm always going to skew towards the Patriots. Um, it is crazy because Cam Newton going over to the Patriots has kind of made me Captain Patriot. But I'm Captain America this week. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Oh, wow. All right, let's go to a game where there will be fans at Jerry World. The Falcons, who just got trucked by Russell Wilson, they visit Dallas. Uh, Cowboys – Disappointing, I think, in the opener. They had their chances there. Uh, I'll let you decide if you're going to blame Dak or McCarthy. But Dallas is looking like a five-point favorite. Um, any thoughts here on the on the Falcons going to Jerry World? Well, I think there's going to be 25,000 fans. I think that's the cap. Man, that's crazy, 25,000 fans in the stadium. Uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, here's, here's the deal. Their offense has to be everything. Uh, we saw Russell Wilson go up and down the field with the Seahawks offense they were he was throwing it they could run it. they didn't run it as much as Pete Carroll would like and he said that they have to get more carries so I don't know if we'll see Russ cook early like we saw him the last game I think the big deal for the Falcons they have to put pressure on the Cowboys by being able to score points Julio Jones Russell Gage Calvin Ridley they have to have big games and we saw the Cowboys had a tough time covering Robert Woods and they couldn't get control of the game because they couldn't get around Jerry Goff if they can't pressure Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is going to have his way. Yeah. And just know this, against – it's crazy. Against the Dallas Cowboys, Julio Jones averages 117 receiving yards. I don't know who covers him. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, but, man, the Falcons are going to make this a track meet. I, I just – I, it's going to be tough for Dallas. They're going to have to get control of the game early. They're going to have to lean on Zeke a lot to play keep away. What do you make of the injuries to Sean Lee? He's, I believe, out eight weeks, and Van Der Esch is out probably six weeks with the collarbone. I mean, the middle of that defense, the outside, they're starting a rookie the kid. I think Diggs is uh, starting at cornerback uh, two. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Ridley could be in line for a big game. What, what is this, like a 35-31 type game? Oh, I think this is a shootout. I think this is a, is a high-scoring high game. I, I don't know how either – defense can slow either offense down. I think the one thing that gives the Cowboys the advantage is Ezekiel Elliott. I would say Ezekiel Elliott is a better player than Ty Gurley at this point, and because of that, they can really control it. I think the one area that you want to look at, look for Ezekiel Elliott to catch the ball out the backfield. Yeah. Last week, Chris Carson and company, they had a couple big catches early, screen game, swing game. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Cowboys use Zeke more. I think Zeke could have a big game in the passing game. Last note on the Falcons. I don't know what it is with the slow starts, uh, but last year, I think they were outscored by a million points in the first half. What is that, uh, from your experiences playing in the league, what is that about the coach? Can he not get the guys up? Is he not good with the game plan? Is he better adjusting? Uh, some people are able to really come out the gate with a, a script that really puts you on your heels. And for Duck Cutter and the Falcons, for whatever reason, they don't get out the fast starts where they're really uh, quick, rhythmic, in the move. It doesn't necessarily get Matt Ryan going early. If you go back and look at the way that the Falcons used to play with Kyle Shanahan, right now, man, those first 15 plays, they're ripping them off. They're giving you a bunch of different looks, a lot of variations and motions, and they're taking shots. It just hasn't worked out like that for them. But I do think there's something to it. But I will say this. Look, it's it's hard to call a game a must-win game. I think this is a must-win game for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys can fall into an 0-2 hole just because of all of the expectations that were around Mike McCarthy and this team. I think they play with that urgency. Uh, another must win, Tom Brady and the Bucks. 
a little easier path here. They face the Panthers. They're big favorites, favored by eight. I think this could hit nine, maybe even ten by game time. I don't know. Bucky, I said on the podcast earlier this week, I was not like everybody else. The sky is falling for Brady. I didn't think he was terrible. I mean, obviously the pick six was bad. The other interception, I, it looked like there was some miscommunication. It might have been on Evans, according to Bruce Arians. I don't know. Any takeaways from Tom Brady and, and thoughts on Bucks against the Panthers? Well, I think the one thing, it takes some time. And it takes some time for Tom Brady to settle into Bruce Arians' offense without a preseason. Um, you know, we, we always poo-poo say, why do we need preseason games? It doesn't matter. Like, But you need those first four games to kind of get the rhythm. And I think what we see is Tom Brady is uncomfortable in a new style of offense. And we may not see him really settle in until about week eight. Um, this is a great week for them. They're playing the Carolina Panthers. I don't think the Panthers are great. But, look, man, they went toe-to-toe with the – Las Vegas Raiders and had a chance at the end. I think they can make it competitive because it's a division game, but I respect Tom Brady to put on a better performance than the one that he did against New Orleans. Uh, Christian McCaffrey could not run at all on Tampa last year, and I thought Tampa's D showed well. Drew Brees, not even 200 Mm -hmm. yards rushing. Uh, They really shut down the Saints. If not for those Brady mistakes and the special teams gaffe, that's a game. Um, You know, the other thing is, uh, the the Raiders moved the ball at will against his defense. Matt Rule, defensive guy, I think you know him and like him. Um, can they slow down Brady here? Chris Godwin in concussion protocol this week, obviously not good news. No, I don't think they, they'll be able to slow them down. I just think there's too much talent for Tampa. Um, you also have to remember Phil Snow and Joe Brady, two coordinators, are learning the NFL game. They're not necessarily NFL guys, so they're having to adjust to the differences. Mm. And so that may take the Panthers a while to kind of settle in and find their way. Uh, But I think Tom Brady's heard all the whispers. He didn't have a great game. Um, People are really questioning whether he still has it now that he had that poor showing to start it out. I think he's motivated. I think he plays better. I still don't know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be in the end, but I think they get a win this week. Um, All right, let's go to the Lamar Jackson-led Ravens. I don't know, man. This is a team I just I, I don't like picking against the Ravens. I did it last week. I took the Browns like an idiot, and Ooh. I paid the price. I mean, listen, Bucky, it was my only miss last week, really. I had a great week, but I'm done picking against Baltimore, and people want to make a case that the Texans have extra time. They got the revenge factor from, from last year getting their butts kicked. I, I just can't see an advantage here from the coaching mismatch, Harbaugh against O'Brien. Um, I, I, I don't know. Is there a case for the Texans to win this? Because, by the way, they open against Mahomes. Now they get Lamar, and next week they get the Steelers' defense. Ooh. Texans in some trouble. Yeah, they're in some trouble. I think this is a tough game for the Texans just because Baltimore's offense is, is unique. It is just a different style that you just don't see. They can run it. They're physical. Lamar Jackson is quickly emerging as one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Say what you want to say about his ability to do it in an unorthodox fashion. He puts up numbers each and every week. And I just don't know, when I look at the Texans, they feel like they have a disjointed offense. I really don't know what their identity is on offense. I love the quarterback. I think Deshaun Watson has the tools to be one of the greats, but I just don't know what I'm getting when I open up that Houston Texans presence present. And I and because of that, I just man, I just see the Baltimore Ravens kind of knocking them around. You, you know, you mentioned identity. So and I, I I go back and forth on this because like Bill Belichick has changed the identity of the Patriots so many times in 20 years, right? They were high octane Randy Moss. They were slot guy Welker and Edelman. They were the tool, dual tight end with Gronk. They've done the running game. Now they're back to the running game with the running quarterback. Don't the smart ones in the NFL consistently change or do you get with an identity and stick with it no matter what? 
No, but I think you would say that regardless of how the Patriots play stylistically, they're always a smart, tough team that doesn't beat themselves. They do the right things when you expect them to do it. And I think they may skew a little bit more towards the run or the pass, but you got a sense of who they are. Um, When we think about identity, identity is about, man, if I close my eyes and I say Houston Texans, you should have an image or a thing of how they play. When I say Pittsburgh Steelers, there's an image that comes to mind. Baltimore Ravens, there's an image, man. It's going to be a physical, tough, rugged game. I know regardless of how they play, man, we're going to have to put the big boy pads on. I think with Houston, you just don't know. They're kind of like a hodgepodge collection of different styles, but nothing has necessarily stuck and nothing gives you confidence that, hey, this is who this franchise is. And I think until they're able to really settle into that, it would be hard for them to be one of the top teams. So it's ba- it's basically close my eyes, Deshaun Watson, make something happen. <laughs> like, that's it. I mean, I mean, in a way, like that's, that's kind of how they operate. And that's why they're so up and down when you yeah. look at them each and every year. You just don't know what they hang their hat on. And I would like to see them do it. I just don't have any hopes of them being able to figure it out this week. All right, how about the Arizona Cardinals? I really like them this year. I'm bullish. I have them to win the division. Uh, I have them get into the playoffs. I love what I saw from Kyler Murray. But Bucky, I mean, the Cardinals' defense really shut down Jimmy G last week. Now, I know that Kittle got hurt and he has no receivers, but they did a number on him. I, I kind of like Arizona this week against Washington. Uh, I know Washington's front four can get pressure on Kyler, but as we saw last week, I mean, he had 100 yards rushing until he had to take a couple knees there late. Um, I guess what would be the identity of the Cardinals and, and how good is this team? Well, I think the team has the chance to be really good. Early in the offseason, I say Kyler Murray has a shot to be the MVP. Kyler yeah. Murray is special. And I think when you look at Kyler Murray, um, basically he's a mini version of Pat Mahomes. That's the best way that I can describe Ooh. him. Um, his ability to make throws, he, he throws it at a high level. His accuracy, his ability to throw with timing, touch, and anticipation, look, it's, it's up there. And then when you add in the running ability, you talked about he had a 100-yard game and it looked easy yeah. against the San Francisco 49ers. So now the one thing that gives me pause when you're dealing with Washington that front line gets after it. That might be arguably the best front line in football when you think about Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, five first-rounders in that rotation. They can make it problematic. They beat up Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if the Cardinals up front can deal with them, but I'm still going to go with the Cardinals. So how does Kingsbury combat that pressure? Are we talking a lot of dump-offs to Kenyon Drake? Because we know the Washington back end is, I don't want to say suspect, but... Uh, you know, Carson Wentz had them up 17 nothing, going heavy to the tight ends. Uh, Cardinals don't use the tight ends as much. But also Jalen Rager had that big uh, beat him deep. I think Deshaun, uh, sorry, Deshaun Jackson had a couple chances. Um, if you're Arizona, how do you scheme against his front four? So it's funny. They, they had a, ry- a rhythm passing game against the San Francisco 49ers. Everything was really quick. It was out of Kyler Murray's hands quickly. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins ran a more diverse set of routes than he's ever run before. And so – you think about him catching 14 balls. Well, you now have to worry about him. Well, now when all the attention goes to him, Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk and Kenyon Drake will begin to get after you. I think the big thing for the Cardinals, quick rhythm passing game, get the ball out, get the ball into the hands of the playmakers and let them work. What we're seeing from Kyler Murray is the maturity to understand I don't have to do everything by myself. I'm going to let my teammates do the work. I'm just going to get it into their hands and let them go. All right, let's go to Giants-Bears. This is a weird one because – my inclination is everybody likes the Bears just because of a fourth-quarter comeback, but for three quarters, they were garbage, Buck. I mean, people were calling for get Trubisky out of there. 
I, I think the real Trubisky is probably somewhere in between, right? He's not a fourth quarter comeback guy, right? They, they got a little no, lucky not... with the interception of Stafford. Um, but it's not like the Giants defense is any good. I don't know. How do you read this game? It's an ugly game. It's an ugly game to think about watching because the Giants didn't put on an impressive performance on Monday night. I give them credit for playing hard and Daniel Jones making some plays. He had a bonehead turnover down in the red zone. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing with the Giants, they got to figure out who is Saquon Barkley and how do you best utilize him? Uh, Struggled on the ground. The offensive line isn't capable of getting the push at the point of attack. So how do they maximize him? Do they put him more in the passing game and let him do some things where he can touch the ball in space? That will be a consideration. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Giants, and the only reason I'm gonna go with the Giants is yeah. just because I think I think Saquon Barkley is due to have like player two. When I looked at that Bears game, I'm gonna be honest, man, I, I turned it off because the Detroit Lions were whip, whipping them. I was more surprised than anybody when I clicked back over, and they're up at the end of the game. I'm like, what happened? What did I miss? And then when you look at the tape, they had some things go their way. I don't know if they can depend on like rabbit speed and shamrocks and all those things during <laughs> games. I'm going to go with the Giants, man. I mean, it's one of those, like, if Swift catches that pass and it looked like he should have caught it, oh, uh, yeah, you know, we're not talking hands. about this, you know, no, for Swift. It's, it's, it's and and, and you make a good point about Saquon, because I'm looking at now, Adrian Peterson had 93 yards on the ground, averaging six a touch. Mm-hmm. Um, that could mean Saquon's in line for a big game. All right, final game I'll get you here on. One of my favorite picks of the week, um, Pittsburgh Steelers, favored by seven against Denver. I got to say, I think, uh, Bucky, Denver's one of the most overvalued teams that I've seen. Um, they got injuries. Phillip Lindsay now down with the turf toe. Obviously, Von Miller out. Uh, Cortland Sutton was dinged up. K.J. Hamler. Now, A.J. Bouye, uh, injured reserve. I, I don't know. Is there a case to be made for the Broncos to keep this close, or, or, or Drew Locke really just struggle? I would say, man, it's tough, man, because they keep losing people. They don't have enough weapons to be able to do it. That's it. They went toe-to-toe with a Titans team that we all typically feel good about. We all have kind of penciled mm-hmm. in the Tennessee Titans. The physicality and toughness that you have to bring to deal with the Titans, typically it shows if you're ready to be a playoff team. I'm not saying that the Broncos are ready. Um, but, look, man, they were kind of a Jerry Judy drop away from yeah. getting a first down and really making it tough on the Titans. Um, I don't know, though, but you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think the one thing we talk about, identity, their defense is going to show their defense played at a different speed against yeah. the Giants. I think it continues to do that because as much as I may like Melvin Gordon, I don't think Melvin Gordon can find enough room to run to offset what the Pittsburgh Steelers want yeah. to do. Defensively. There's no dump-offs against this, the linebacking crew and Dupree and Watt on the edges. I don't. I can't find an edge for Denver. I don't know how Locke is going to move the football against his defense. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be tough. And the only way that he's going to be able to move the ball is – Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, those guys are going to have to win their one-on-ones. But how many opportunities are the Steelers going to give them? Because the Steelers are typically a zone blitz team. Yeah. They play pressure. They keep their eyes in the backfield. They get their turnovers off tips and overthrows. And if they can heat up Drew Locke, he will certainly give them a couple yeah. opportunities to get some turnovers. And that is what the Pittsburgh Steelers look for. Keep an eye on Minka Fitzpatrick. To me, he is the one that is in line to have a big game. His ability to kind of just read and roam from numbers to numbers as a deep middle player. He's terrific. All right, Bucky Brooks, good stuff. Hey, so you and uh, Daniel Jeremiah doing the college football podcast. Any quick thoughts on, you know, what the hell is going to happen during this college football season? So many opt-outs. It looks like the Pac-12 is going to try to play in, like, November. I don't don't know, Bucky. What are you telling college recruits who hit you up? And I'm sure they do. Prospective NFL players. Um, Are you saying, listen, opt-out, man. This is risky. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously it depends on your health situation, but it is tough because there's a faction of evaluators that want to see you play your final year. Uh, Kevin Colbert from the Pittsburgh Steelers general manager talked about if I see a guy that's played in 2020 versus one that only played in 2019 and I have to, if it's tight, I'm probably going to gear towards, go towards the guy that is the 2020 player. So they have to deal with that. I want to see not the elite guys, because I think I, I kind of have a good feel for a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, you like names, Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Um, those guys are legitimate guys, but it's that next tier of players that could sneak into the first round. Because remember, Joe Burrow was a guy that wasn't – Yeah. And he, he wasn't that guy. The last two, three years, we've seen the number one overall pick kind of come from obscurity to be the number one. We saw yeah. with Baker Mayfield, and maybe we probably shouldn't have done that with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> we saw with Kyler Murray, and then we saw with Joe Burrow. And yeah. so – somebody is going to play in fall of 2020 and they're going to help themselves because they're going to have a great season. They're going to vault up the board. Yeah. All right. Bucky Brooks, great stuff. NFL network, great NFL career and analysis, everything. All right, Bucky. Thanks man. And uh, keep up the good work. Appreciate it. Jason. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. The best bet was rolling. It's now hit a speed bump, just a speed bump. 15-9-2, still profitable, obviously. But three losses in a row have taken some of the shine off a good run. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm not playing the Lakers Nuggets tonight. I'm not touching Celtics Heat. I'm not touching any college football. Now, you guys know, obviously, college football is getting started soon. We're going to get some college football guests in here because I love Saturday's college football. But I'm going with three, yes, three NFL best bets, okay? Now, the lines could move, so I'm going with what they are today. If you don't listen to this until Saturday and the line's gone, hey, that's on you. You know, this should be your first listen, obviously, on Friday morning. So here are the three winners. By the way, in the $1.4 million gambling contest last week, Circa, I went 3-1-1. One, and one. Um, I am starting with my number number one best bet, the Philadelphia Eagles pick them against the Rams. Everybody's off the Eagles. This is a narrative game. They watched the Redskins, oh, sorry, Washington Football Club beat the Eagles. Eagles led 17-0, ended up losing 27-17. And, of course, the Rams on Sunday Night Football in front of a huge audience, the Rams defeat the Cowboys, and, oh, the Rams are good. I got to bet the Rams. No. The Eagles are the side. Two big things. Miles Sanders, the running back, also on my fantasy team. He's back this week. He missed last week. And Lane Johnson, their best offensive lineman who missed the game. He's back as well. Those are huge. I like the Eagles in Pick'em. Second bet, you're probably not going to like this one, but money has been coming in. I'm telling you, this is definitely the side. The Indianapolis Colts favored by three against the Vikings. I cannot express to you enough, folks how bad the Vikings' defense looked. And I, we talked about this in the preseason. The Vikings lost five starters on defense, including their top three cornerbacks. Aaron Rodgers lit them up like a Christmas tree last week. It was ugly. They have no pass rush. They did not sack Aaron Rodgers once. They couldn't touch him. Okay, now they have to face the best offensive line in the league in the Indianapolis Colts. And they couldn't stop the run either. The Vikings' defense is in shambles. And the Colts, remember, I know people are going to say, Colts lost to the Jags. Jay, what are you doing? Again, you just see the final score. Look at how the game progressed. The Colts dominated that game. They doubled up the Jags in yardage. They did not punt in the football game. They just moved the ball at will. The problem was they kind of folded up in the in the red zone, which is embarrassing and pathetic. However, that was on the road. Now they go indoors on the turf. You get T.Y. Hilton, the speed of Paris Campbell, former Ohio State receiver, unleash Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield. I think the Colts put it on the Vikings and all of a sudden people are understanding why you can't pay quarterbacks $30 million and expect to build a team around them. Hello, Kirk Cousins is the reason. You lost Diggs. You lost that defense. Give me the Colts favor by three. And my final bet, and this is a little chalky, and I'm sure I'm going to get pushback, and this could hit double digits by Sunday, and I never advocate double-digit games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
I'm seeing eight and a half. It was eight on Thursday. I just like Tom Brady bouncing back big. And again, a narrative is what plays here on TV, on the radio. Tom Brady looked bad. He threw a pick six. Oh my gosh. Rob Parker blasting him on this podcast this week. Folks, you got to see the forest through the trees. The Buccaneers defense did not give up anything to the Saints. Locked them down. Michael Thomas could do nothing. Nothing. Drew Brees under 200 yards passing. So how'd they lose? A special teams gaffe that Bruce Arians called was like, I think he said basic shit about his returner who totally messed that up. And Brady threw two picks. One not his fault. The other just a bad throw. It happens. Now you go home. You're facing a Carolina defense whose best cornerback was injured last week. And he hasn't been practicing. If he doesn't play... They're starting a guy off the practice squad and a guy who's a rookie on the other side. Derek Carr carved him up. What do you think Tom Brady's going to do after a loss and all the media saying Tom Brady looks old and washed? What's going to happen? By the way, Christian McCaffrey, two games last year against the Bucks' run defense, which was number one in the league. McCaffrey had under 70 rushing yards, under 50 receiving yards. And I'm talking two games combined. I feel like this is a Bucks blowout. Those are my three. Eagles pick them. Colts by three, Bucks by eight and a half. Guys, good luck this weekend gambling. I can't wait for Sunday. I will be watching Red Zone the entire day and also my Jets um, on on the uh, iPhone. Thank you to uh, my hookup for uh, the stream. And uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 